0: At least Mike Tomlin is owning it, Drew Bolanski points out. And Drew Bolanski's got the show off to a good start. He definitely owned it, Moan. I mean, he owned it in Indianapolis, and he owned it today, and he owned it in a way that it wasn't one of those conventional, that's on me, or you know, we need to eat this one, or whatever. Uh, He was really specific on how he owned it, wasn't he?
1: He was. He told them how bad they were, um, what the product looked like, and you're playing losing football. I've never heard him speak like that. No. but you know you know what? I, I think he realizes nobody in this fan base wanted to hear anything else other than that. And I don't think you've been played for a fool and him saying that type of stuff, but I've never heard him say that has have we been this bad in years past under his tenure? The answer is no. and the 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 difference is this though too. There there is not much sunlight at the end of the tunnel either, DK. That, I think, is the biggest issue with what he's saying is you have to acknowledge it because there ain't a whole lot you can say.
0: Well, we don't have a bell today because Moan is is, uh, hooking up with us here remotely. So I'm just going to say ding or something.
1: I I can clap. (laughs) We were doing that at first, remember?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I remember the claps. That's You're right. remember the claps. Absolutely. Throw back to the claps day. <laughs> uh, you know what? Right before we got on, Ramon said to me, he goes, So, what's it like there? You know, what's what's the atmosphere and everything? <laughs> And, you know, I, I honestly, sometimes you're too close to it. Yeah. You don't realize that it. it's just not. The, I, I, I think everybody just saw it coming. I, I think the part where people are mad is, is behind us. But you know what, though? Out
1: of the market is where I am. I'm in the market because I do this with you every day and you guys. But out of the market, I'm even having people ask me the question. Hey, is Coach Tomlin, like, truly done this year? those questions have never come up. That conversation has never been held in depth the way it has as of late with people that know I'm affiliated and, and a stiller is that is man. Is he okay? Like, it's like, those are the secondary questions that are happening now. DK. Is, well, go ahead. No, it's just the fact that a lot of people either wouldn't be shocked that he got let go or the idea that Stiller's about to be really bad for a few years. I think it's one or two that's that's happening right now because if you retain Coach Tomlin, I think you might have to also say, well, we're in it for the long haul with Coach Tomlin. Meaning that you may end up getting another wire, I mean another quarterback. You may end up having more turnover as a team. Or you just say, you know what? He's out. It's those two options that I feel like both like most of the crowd has, and nobody will be shocked by either one of them.
0: The people who follow football intensely, but not necessarily one franchise and not necessarily okay. Pittsburgh's franchise, are, it feels like to me, getting an education here over the past few days over what people who do follow the Steelers closely have seen and known for a while. And you're no longer, uh, you know, seeing, hearing, and reading stuff like about how Pittsburgh needs to be so grateful and this and that for. You know, having Tomlin for all these years and everything else, it it's it's starting to be like, whoa, what the heck just happened in Pittsburgh? And that's what you're getting. It is,
1: it is because that standard that everybody's used to is kind of this diminished a little bit. And here's the issue with it being diminished, DK. It's not like it's locker room stuff. It's on the field stuff.
0: I, that's the separator right DK? I, I, I've been saying this for a while everybody wants to fuss over little you know little stuff like it's the old days like meaning even six seven years ago when you could complain about Antonio Brown and Facebook live uh that was <laughs> fun okay? you have that back <laughs> I, Everyone would take a B and his FB live in a heartbeat if, if you they'd sign up for it in a second but that's not what this is. Okay, this is a bad football team taking the field, playing bad football. Part of it is unmotivated athletes. And you see Jeff's coming in. Come on, man. What can be done with Pickens? Jeff, he's way down your list. Trust me on this. Okay? Much bigger problem. Can't tackle. Okay? No. (laughs) Much bigger problem facing the league's number 26 run defense and not being able to budge against them. Infinitely bigger problem. Not being able to pass protect to save their lives. Save their lives. Moan. Moan. Where was any semblance of pass protection from these guys? It was low. It was not calculated. The communication wasn't
1: there. The thought of finishing blocks wasn't there, DK it somewhat seems like they're guessing at times. It seems like they're guessing that, like, okay, this is enough time for pass pro. It almost seems as if they are in a spot to where you got to ask yourself, like, what's being taught? Like, you do have to go after Coach Pat Meyer some and just say, hey, what is what is the ongoing message throughout th- this room? Like, where are you guys at? If this is the best five that you have, then what's behind them? And what did you do as a coach to develop them? Like, all these things go into play, DK, because it does look bad. And, but then here's the other thing, though, too, DK. Here's the other thing. As much that can be said and piled on with the O-line, the production you get from Najee at times make you question that, too. Jalen Warren, and you've said this, and I've been hesitant. And we've had this blue versus red, this hot versus cold conversation between him and Jalen. Have we not?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Pittsburgh, to me, the reason I went to Pittsburgh was this reason right here. As an undrafted free agent, and I had options. I had 13 teams that offered me afterwards, and I thought I was on top of the world. My agent gave me the best piece of advice, DK. He said, "This is Pittsburgh is where you go when you know there's opportunity and fair opportunity for you to play." He's like, "I don't care if you're undrafted. If you think you're good enough, Pittsburgh is going to give you the opportunity to prove it." And the way I, and the way I look at that is this: Jalen Warren's proven to us that he deserves a lion's share of the play reps, right, at running back.
0: Yes, I us.
1: <laughs> I don't know if they've gotten away from that identity of saying we don't care about what means you get here. If you're good enough, you're gonna play. And Jalen Warren to me has been good enough to show that his, his his production justifies his rep rep count going up. That's where I sit right there. Okay. Everybody has begged and asked for um Broderick Jones to play. According to PFF, he's at one of the worst games that you could have. Now, you got to ask yourself this. Is that because of him as being a bad player, or is that because he's not being taught well? Like, those are the questions we have to answer right now. Like, and it seems like there's so many spots, like it's Swiss cheese, DK, to where you say scrap the whole thing. Like, it's Swiss cheese right Now, when we're trying to identify what is the main problem, can you say head coach? Yeah, you can say that. He owned it, but you still throw him in that boat, too. Can you say wide receivers? I've heard some stuff about just that room. We're talking not the players, we're talking about respect being given the way heck you may be saying that you may be seeing the residual of those dudes not agreeing with their coaches, the communication, quarterbacking. We don't know what that looks like. Has Kenny gotten better? Let's move over to the defensive side of it, too. Like, secondary at times. If Minka's out, what's your answer? Linebackers. Okay, injuries, I'll give you that. D-line. I mean, talent can always be upgraded there, excluding the young fellow Keanu Cam. Like, we know who you're talking about in these moments. Like, it's honestly Swiss cheese at this point when you're trying to pinpoint who is to blame, DK. DK you got to do you implode it at this point
0: well if you implode it and this is going to be the main thing that i have to say about tomlin here at least for the next few days if you implode it if you start over if you say you're going to do things differently and that was exactly tomlin's terminology in Indianapolis and I was in that room there and I, I got to tell you, you said Moan, you, you, you picked up on a phrase or, or two. I'd never seen him like that. You know how I've always yeah. on this show, I've always cited London as the one example. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not anymore. For real. Okay. I'd never seen him like that. He was answering, you know how I, I, I come in here and I joke a lot about how he yeah. gives me all the one word answers. Okay. Well, he answered, uh, My question, which was about the inability to run the ball against against a run defense that, you know, wasn't ranked very high. And he began answering it, gave a really good detailed answer. First one I've gotten since I don't even know when. And someone behind me began to ask another question. And he said, you know, excuse me for just a second. And he wanted to continue elaborating on mine. And I was just about ready to get up and say, who are you? Is of this Christmas? Christmas? <laughs> well, I mean, it, as you saw, it didn't affect me either way. But it was just another yeah. another way of like another sign of like, what are we looking at here? What is all this? Yeah. Uh, we're in a different territory. We've talked in the past. We've occasionally debated or discussed, is this rock bottom? Is this the whatever? This is it. I- Okay. I, I, I I think this, DK, the
1: fact that you're getting hard answers like that, I think it signifies it. If you've never seen Coach act this way, and, I, and this ain't even no act. Let me say act. Respond this way. Understood, yep. I've never seen Coach respond this way, the way the despair sits on his face, more than probably the fan bases does. Because one thing he understands at this at all times, he'll forever say this, our game is football our business is winning. You heard that, have you not, DK? Mm -hmm. Our game is football and our business is winning. If business is bad, something's got to change, DK, because I've heard him say this at times. He said this, I'll deal with a guy until I know I can't, right? Are Mm -hmm. we at that point as, as a fan base, as an organization, to where you feel like you can't, DK, where you can't deal with Tomlin, his team, his style anymore. I know most of the fan base would want to say that. But imagine what that's going to be moving forward, though, too. Mark
0: wants to know ahead. if you've shaved your head.
1: Okay. <laughs> I missed my haircut last week, man. That was a long week for me coming back from Miami. No, I'm still good up top. I'm still good
0: oh, up top. man. Oh. <laughs> Somebody's trying to lighten the mood here. I know, Uh, man. When we come back, we're going to – because you have a lot of them. uh, We're going to take your questions. We're also going to be uh, getting into things like the DeMonte Casey suspension, which on a normal day would be (laughs) massive news. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into some more specifics about Indianapolis, about Mike Tomlin's status, and oh, my, all of this stuff. (laughs) So – That's going to be the only segment that matters. And that's how you moan. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Rochelle can't hang around with us today. She always makes it known that she was here. Hey, Foster fam, Mona, DK, I'm working so I can't stay. I don't know what to say about this team. I'm ride or die, but good grief, my heart hurts. And we're hearing a lot of that. That that yeah. actually moans since you ask, What Rochelle just wrote there is, Probably more emblematic of what I'm feeling here in Pittsburgh than any sort of fire him, get rid of him. It's just more like, wow, seriously? Did we just yeah. watch that? Did that just happen? Yeah,
1: it is. I want to bring one up a little bit of coin set. Has a great freaking point. Is it 17 years long haul already? According to your franchise's history, no. <laughs> they
0: no, it ain't DK, is it? Well, I mean, yeah, it kind of is. I mean, Chuck Knoll yeah. was hired in nineteen sixty-nine and I want to say he was replaced in eighty something. I don't know. I'm sure I'll have a zillion since I it's seventies, I'm sure we'll have a zillion. No, it'll show up here.
1: Okay, all right, all right. And all then tower
0: right. was in. So it's right in that range. It's, it's, it's in, a right in that sweet spot. Yeah, it's it's right in there for for this franchise. It's 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 pretty much where uh, both Mr. Knoll and, and Bill Cower were. Ryan Smith gets us to the, the Casey thing. He says, I, I didn't think DeMonte Casey's hit was intentional, and now I'm finding out that he's suspended. Well, actually, Ryan, he's suspended for the season and the playoffs. Maybe I'm wrong, but is the suspension too much? What are your thoughts, Bone? It's too much. It's
1: way too much. It, to me, it wasn't intentional. Did he leave his feet? Yeah, but he was already committed to the spot where Michael Pittman was. Michael Pittman lowered. Casey did launch, but I didn't think that was intentional. There, Oh, my gosh. The NFL continually gets this crap wrong when you look at it. They allow guys to do stupid, crazy stuff off the field. And on the field, they do the exact same thing, too. A guy that was also raised in an era where this stuff was highlighted on the four-letter network the bit network. It was where he watched jacked up. It was where he jacked watched clean up. up. It he was, got it jacked up. DeMonte Casey was raised in this era where you were taught if you play that position, you clean anybody. He saw, I'm sure, James Harrison clean up Josh Crib, his former teammate. He saw these things as a youth. And you mean to tell me, yes, I know you're supposed to, you know, change with according to the rules. But he was already in the air. Michael Pittman lowered to go down in that moment. And I just don't think it was that bad of a a, a a start to tackle someone to where a year or the rest of the year DK and playoffs, if they make them.
0: No, they won't. It, it puts you in that spot. It's a bit it's, too much to me. It, it's it's message sending, and it's obvious that it's message sending similar to the fines the two massive fines that were assessed, one of them rescinded uh, to Jalen Warren. Uh, They're not serious about the fines. They're not serious about the suspension. They are serious about sending a message that cuts down on this type of contact if it's deliberate. I'm I'm agreeing with you in that I'd have no way of being able to show that there's some sort of intent to hurt the player or to jeopardize his safety the way the NFL worded in the letter to Casey. However... However, here's what I have to say about this play. I don't like the collision. I don't mean know when I say this. Yeah. Do you, do you follow I me now? There's I a agree difference. With you. Okay.
1: Yes, I don't like the collision. I'm with you on that.
0: Now, I am not smart enough to say what's a way to prevent that collision from occurring. There's certain things in football that just happen. Like you said, he's he's diving, he got a hospital ball from Gardner Minshew. Uh, there's a lot of bad things that converged at the same time for that to happen. And sometimes you just can't avoid it, but I don't begrudge the NFL from at least trying to find a solution for it. The problem that I have with the league isn't the reaction after the fact, the problem that I have with the league is that if anyone had heard anything at all from New York beforehand, about you can't do this or you can't do that, that message, including the ones to the running backs, has not been received. And that onus is on the people running the league. This had to be crystal clear. This had to be, oh, well, hey, look at this. Look at page three of this memo or this video that was played for everyone in Latrobe and 31 other locations. I've not heard this. I certainly haven't heard it from running backs. No, and and the thing is this though too. Once you're airborne, I get you. You
1: subject yourself to everything that happens. But this is also what Tom Brady meant when he mentioned you have to throw your guys into safety. You got to spend time with your craft. I've always heard Tom Brady worked to the the, the half inch of where he them. wanted to place mm-hmm. them to protect his wide receivers. I put I put onus on the the quarterbacks, um, the offensive coordinator. And also the defensive player, too, last. Because, again, you had him lined up, DK. Like Gardner Minshew had him lined up. That ball went to smidge too quick. So let's say he didn't go for the ball, right, DK? Then he's loafing. There needs to be a better throw. Josh Dobbs, who we all love, right, when he was on his run in Minnesota. Astro boy, right? You know why he ended up getting benched other than bad play. But it was one specific play where he threw Justin Jefferson to a linebacker, and he hit him in the ribs. And at that point, you saw the coaches go, you can't get Justin Jefferson hurt the same way you can't get Michael Pittman hurt. you got to understand where you're putting those guys at in those moments right there. So this is what Brady meant right here.
0: Yeah, I, I just see you know, we can get into you know the length of the suspension and stuff like that. To me, the length isn't the issue. It's, it's either suspendable or it isn't, which means yeah. you determine intent or you don't. So the NFL, by giving the suspension this severity, but then also including in the letter to KZ that he has a history, uh, that's the NFL saying, we think you did it. And we think <laughs> you did it on meaning on purpose. On purpose. Okay. So they're reading. They're, they very clearly are reading intent. So, if, if it's one game or three games or whatever it is, they're reading intent.
1: That's still, y'all, depending on what base salaries are right now. For a guy like him that hadn't had a crazy payday, he's still gonna miss two game checks at minimum. That's about a hundred grand. Uh,
0: it's a lot it's a lot and and, 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 be- and he he's gonna he's gonna feel not only that but he's gonna also feel you know the more he's on the football field the more he makes an impact for himself as a as a starting safety that hits you in the longer run probably even harder it changes um, your play he's not a yeah he's not a he's not a, a long contract guy like you said he doesn't have one here he, he might not get one somewhere else I just I got to tell you one other thing I think about this hit in the suspension, though. Where, where are we at, DK? I, it just, it still doesn't feel like, it. it just, the whole thing just doesn't matter. You know, yeah. no one, anyone yeah. who's pretending to be indignant over this is also pretending that it matters who the Steelers' second safety is. <laughs> and, 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 no one, and, and no one's thinking that right now. Minka Fitzpatrick, no. by the way, has been ruled out no. for Saturday against the Bengals. So another game missed by Minka. Uh, Wow, it, and it,
1: it, and, we, and can we say this too? Can can we make just clear, make it clear that his are football injuries? I don't want to think. Can, I don't think we can label Minka injury prone. I think his situations are a little bit different because that that that's a conversation that always comes up. Always oh, injury prone or whatever the case may be. I don't I don't want to say that when it comes to Minka, he's got football injuries the way I view his stuff.
0: Here, you want to talk about an issue that matters. We're talking about bigger picture stuff here. We can get into the little stuff with everybody. We can get into George Pickens just watching that dude take down Jalen Warren at the goal line. That's the kind of stuff. See, look at this. You see the face of the guy who's on this show with me right now. That right there, that right there, is what Steelers, true Steelers, look like when they're watching that play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes them feel like what the hell were we doing, or who's yeah. gonna who's gonna pick this back up to where it was whenever we were playing? Yep, and that that bothers me knowing these guys, and that bothers me knowing the guys in that locker room who do care. But when you have I, a head coach, I got to jump on a. Box no, go
1: ahead, and go and do up.
0: it, Just, Floor Jones. When, you, when you have a head coach who says, and my goodness, he said it out loud today that he's not a big picture guy that he's only thinking about the next that he's thinking about the next game this is the problem with that approach you never ever sit the guy who deserves to be sat you don't punish him you don't find any way at all to think about wow maybe if we benched this guy if we embarrassed him a little bit he wouldn't act like that but there's no repercussion for behaving that way why? Because you need him in the lineup, according to the coach on Saturday. You know, no, the Steelers' culture needs to be brought back on a grand scale. And this is where you start with some crap like this. I agree
1: 100% because if there is nobody on the team that can rein him in, meaning I'll be honest with you, if, if I was Cam, TJ, Minka, Elandon Roberts, who's won a Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. I'd almost say at this point, because I, I will say this, I'm pretty sure that defense is tired. When you have issues like that offensively, either oh, yeah. I check them, when, when, I, I check them in that moment, meaning if it's got to get loud, if it's got to get close to being physical, saying it, because it's worth it in that moment. But gotta after the game is over, but after the game is over, DK, if I'm on the defensive side of it, that ain't my problem no more. Yeah. Y'all see it the same way I see it. Yeah. Not to say that Cam or Mika or TJ are bad leaders, but you almost look at that and say, defensively, we got some issues. But it ain't that. It's, it's not effort. It ain't guys quitting. We've seen that happen numerous times this year. You benched a guy because allegedly that was said too. Like, you, you're almost, at this point, you're separating teams too at a point, DK? Because we were at, points and when i played dk that was just like defense to get it together then it became frustrating and then it was just like man they'll figure it out we got to go handle it ourselves the issue is the defense ain't as strong as you need to be able to handle it the way you need it to
0: steven says you've been saying it all year dk but it was shocking today to hear tomlin say that he doesn't think big picture um i, mean, I don't know why, i'm not going to give you a told you so here or whatever, but that's. That's that's been the case all along, and you can do that whenever things don't ever spiral out of control. But that's where we are now. Leverage says so no consequences for Pickens, obviously, because he made at least two more lack of effort plays Saturday, the other one being after the interception, basically just walking off the field. Yeah. Um that you know, if that's let go, and it will be, and it will be, and he's right back out there Saturday, right as out nothing, there. and maybe the worst punishment that he gets. Is like the last one where he's you know not allowed to run out of the tunnel with the offense. Not that you would introduce the offense Saturday. Uh, then then it's it's just going to perpetuate. And this is why I keep saying, even if you loved or love Coach Tomlin, he can't be the one who leads the next revolution. You're right. He can't be the one that cleans this up. You know why?
1: Also, too. It's because the same way when Coach when when Coach Cower left, all the stories I heard was about how Coach Tomlin was a hard-ass because he had to reestablish the culture. He had to make everybody work to show this is how we're going to operate. Now, again, we had the question about, um, uh, about Coach Knoll also. He, the answer was he went 23 years. Some people said it was too long. So when it comes down to resetting the culture or saying this is a rebuild, you almost have to start new. You almost yeah. have to have somebody that, hey, the last guy that told you that you're going to sit and there's consequences, he let you or allowed you to continue on. I'm not him. This is a full change from where if you don't do it my way, I got no emotional database with you. I have no feelings for you. You're out. So when we talk about these changes, though, to DK, there's probably going to be some people that are in and out of the building. Probably more out than in if they don't accept what whatever this new era is going to be. Because, again, when you committed yourself to Kenny Pickett in that 2020 draft, was it 2020 or 2021? 2021 draft, you submitted yourself, this is the new era of Coach Tomlin, Kenny Pickett, and of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It ain't his fault that that was probably one of the lowest rated quarterback classes ever, but you chose him. You could have given yourself another year potentially. But you said, we're not rebuilding. We're just reshaping, whatever you want to call it. Right, DK? Mm-hmm. And that it's backfired. So what do most GMs have to do, DK? They either got to fire the head coach, they get fired themselves, or they go find a new quarterback if the one quarterback doesn't work. You've already let go of the OC. You have no offensive coordinator. And it doesn't look like you got a quarterback. I mean, quarterback either. So the head coach may be the next domino to fall. Like This is the process of what the NFL is, too. And I ain't got no answer on who's the next guy, what it's going to look like, or how good or bad the Steelers will be. But eventually, whether it be after this year or after the 2024 season, there may be a strong change, DK. And I don't think anybody else can deter us from thinking that.
0: Well, somebody asked me, I was at uh, the Penguins morning skate today, and another hockey writer asked me, do you think this is really, because you know, that kind of distance, you have your own job, you have your own sport to cover. And they asked me, you know, do you think this can really happen? And I said, the best answer that I can give you is that however strongly I might feel about that now, ask me in a week. And then ask me in after C- after Cincinnati. Ask me in two weeks after Seattle. Ask me in three weeks after Baltimore. Because as we've seen now, they went from oh my God, they lost to two and in- to back to back to two and ten opponents. And then it goes to Indianapolis, and it got worse. If that's possible, yeah. okay. Now, they didn't. They embarrassed themselves with the outcomes in those those previous two games. This was embarrassing on the performance level, yeah. on the effort level. Yeah, which is another another chapter in this entirely. Okay, one the one thing we were saying that was positive about this team through eleven games was, hey, they're, they're at least battling. They're coming back yeah. and they're winning these games. They're coming. Last year they battled. No
1: effort. Oh, yeah. Last year they battled is what you can stand on.
0: This oh, year, I yeah. don't
1: see much fighting. So it seems like either the record is broken or the system is. It's one either the record or the record player. <laughs> like, I love one this one it?
0: here. This, this one you have to answer because you sent out a, a, a tweet during the game. I, I saw it in the press box in Indianapolis. I looked down and I go, yeah. I know what Moan's writing about here because you said two words. It was, this is terrible. Or three words, this is terrible. And I remember thinking when you wrote it, he, there's no way he's not principally focusing on the offensive line here. So Kamala says, hey, Moan, if we have no offensive line, does anything really get better for the offense?
1: It was the offensive line is just a flow of the O. I I told you. And I told you. <laughs> You're 100% correct. That's the one that that pierces me <laughs> close to the heart yeah. because of, of – I've seen it be good. I know what it's supposed to look like when it be good, to when it is good. Sorry for the bad grammar. Uh, but DK, she says, if we have an O-line, does anything really get better? No, because here's the mindset too. You got to have your O-line as one of your strong groups because one, physically, size, they are bigger than everybody else and just numbers. They're the biggest group offensively. So if that group can't carry the water that you need to, set the tone, be the goons, set a precedent that, hey, look, we're going to run the ball and shove it down your throat. If you can't do those things, you got nothing. I'm sorry to tell you. It's just like a run defense or D-line that can't hold the line of scrimmage. DK, Mm -hmm. like if you can't stop the run, and that's why the emphasis is always so huge on the run game, right? Why is the run game so important when we throw the ball? Because when you need to do those things, you can't impose your will. That means if I see if – those times were A.B. and Le'Veon and Deontay and Mike Wallace and the multitude of dudes, Jericho Cotry, all the dudes that we had in that building. Heard Coach Tomlinum and watched Coach Tomlin put up on the big screen, look at the big boys up front. They're moving bodies. How can you not get behind that? You know what that made them do? That made them block downfield for the running backs because they knew if they softened the blow as far as the yeah. run game, they was going to get theirs. But that was because we, DK, set the tone that said, follow us. Again, I ask this as a, such a rhetorical question. Who in the hell on that offensive line will you choose to follow? I like Mason Cole, but his tape ain't been good. So who, DK, are you willing to follow?
0: Well, I've got to tell you, uh, Broderick Jones didn't have a good game. And you know we, we love him because he's a kid. We love his potential. That's real. But he didn't have a good game, and this show is always going to call it the way we see it. Whether even if when we disagree, when Ramon and I disagree, you're going to at least hear what both of us individually are thinking yeah. for real. Uh, James Daniels, according to PFF, and again, take your PFF grades for whatever they're worth right. here, but a lot of the Steelers' offensive linemen had abysmal scores on pass pro. James Daniels scored a zero. Now, I don't even know what one has to do to get a zero. If I was a right guard, me, in the National Football League, I could score a zero, even as they dragged me out to the ambulance. Okay? I could score a zero. And we've been saying mostly good things about J.D. this year. This isn't one of them. Dan Moore, if you were a still photographer and shooting the game from the sideline, you would not be able to take a photo of the Steelers quarterback without Dan Moore being shoved into him. (laughs) That's how bad it was for Moore. Uh, I don't know about the only one that, that that even scored decent was Isaac Salomalo. But when Mike Tomlin says things like, we're not going to do things the same way, what do you think he's going to do or he could do with the offensive line? What, what, what are even his options? Move Roger to the left, but Tukes to right again. But then what Is happened? That, now, then, I, now I, you're I, introducing I miscommunication into the thing. I, I mean, I'm telling this to an 11 year NFL card, but I mean,
1: but but these are the answers. I'll say this on our platform. You and I speak on this Ramon Foster podcast. It's this though, DK? Those are the answers that the fan base would want to see. So I say at this point, screw it. Let them see it. Let, maybe chuks has learned his lesson. Hell, that's one guy that's, that had consequences of his actions. So why is one like not like the other though? That also is another question just popped. In. Why is Chuke's situation not the same as Deontay or George?
0: I, like I that's it up in, yeah, stuff. I brought it up in my written column from Indianapolis. I said the only person on the entire roster who's been held accountable for anything all season long was Chuke Sakorafor. He What's is Chuk? the only one. Well, I guess now you could say Mitch, too. You know, but that—that's it. We didn't expect anything
1: out of Mitch anyway. I mean, let's be honest.
0: No, exactly. That. Jeff says, "Can Patrick Peterson play safety?" He did, Jeff. <laughs> that's what—that's <laughs> where he was the second half. Okay, yeah. they—they're all out of safeties, and some yeah. of that. Look, one of one of the other things that 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 Tomlin brought up when uh, the thirteen runs in a row drive happened, when and, and that yeah. came up with the head coach. Tomlin's response when he was asked if that was a matter of attrition, he said, yeah, which normally he wouldn't do. He would say standard is a standard, and if you put Michael Walker out there, he's got to make tackles too. He didn't do that. He just said, yeah. Wow. So what are yeah. they going to do? They're going to put – he actually mentioned – he named some names today, people who, wow. who might make a difference Saturday, where he said that he's going to put Miles Jack out there. He's going to put Mark Robinson out there. Uh, they're going to look for different people to do the job. That's look, that's nice. Okay. But it's, it's flailing. And you know,
1: you know what this sounds like? Hmm. It sounds like the team that I laughed at in my career that was out there auditioning players. That's what that sounds like. Sorry. Teams do this. They do. You're out of the playoff run. Sorry. Teams put out guys you never heard of just to see what they're going to look like for next year. That's what this sounds like to me. And that's a,
0: that's a fall from grace right there, DK. Oh, it's 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 epic. TJ Watt came into the uh, Yo. I, I asked I asked TJ a question about I just said something really vague in general, where I just said, What's missing, TJ? And he goes, I mean, that's it's just a good question. And you could barely hear his answers, and I'm like listening to him, and I'm going man, that's T.J. Watt up there. I mean, he had a couple sacks. I don't know that he had a great game because those were his only tackles. He had some pressures and so forth. But when you're bringing T.J. Watt down with that energy level, with that emotion, with that passion, with that confidence, with that fire and the belief in being a Pittsburgh Steeler, and you're doing this with him, my God, what in hell has happened? But see that also, D.K., Again, I told you,
1: you're at a point where you probably have two teams now. And we know Boz has been very outspoken, too. You got your offensive side of it, and you got
0: your defensive side of it. You have two teams now. Oh, I'm going to throw in a third, okay? Yeah, because one. another thing we didn't bring up was that ridiculous punt decision. In the fourth quarter. Now, again, we can get bogged down in specifics and be guilty of the same stuff that Tomlin is, except that we've seen him do that forever and ever and ever. His explanation, one that he reiterated today, by the way, for why he punted when Boz could have made and would have made in a dome a 56-yard field goal, was that, that, well, just before that, we were supposed to be checking down and, and getting a few extra yards on that and the quarterback misfired, and that discouraged him, so he got disgusted, and he decided to punt. The who what? (laughs) I mean, there's coaching from your gut, and then there's coaching from your rear end. (laughs) But again, when you don't know how good you
1: are as a team, right, DK, and you ain't got no pathway to success, this is what it looks like. We've never made these decisions like that before, DK, ever. You I, I, in the last 17 years, I've never seen this be the case ever. How do you explain it other than the fact that it's probably just tone deaf and low on the totem pole of what the expectation is going to be? SCS, I ain't got a clue. I got a buddy of mine somewhere around the league that hit me up recently, asking me, you know, well, you actually informed. It's probably going to be like eight head coaching jobs that come up. DK, he said, SCS, DK. Want to be the next head coach? It's probably going to be like eight jobs that come open. It is. I mean, maybe not eight, six of them.
0: What are you supposed to do? There are a lot of different roles that a head coach has to take on. It's not just game day. Game day is a big part of it. But the the construction of the roster, the development of the roster, it's an overwhelming workload. It's an overwhelming assortment of different and seemingly unrelated things that you've got to be the one to piece together. But for me right now, I'm going to say this again, this doesn't happen just by let's get to January and February and come up with another plan. Yeah. No, too much of this is too deeply, deeply entrenched. Do you know the reason that the head coach punts all the time? Why because he, he doesn't even come close to acknowledging the existence of advanced analytics, never mind utilizing them. You actually could pull, to a tiny extent, someone who's into advanced analytics and put together for yourself. you, you ever heard of the Dick Vermeil chart?
1: Oh, uh, yes, when, I have.
0: Okay, when you go for two points and when you don't, the, yeah. the, the former uh, great NFL coach Dick Vermeil came up with a guideline. Plain and mm-hmm. simple. When you're down five you you kick or you go for it or whatever else you go for the two okay you could come up with a dick for meal chart for when you punt and yep. when you don't punt okay and the numbers will back you across the board to an extent people wouldn't traditional football fans wouldn't believe how often you should not punt so you just do and to that point right here, also,
1: Chris G says, Tomlin needs to evolve. Yeah, but- do you see that evolution through? Or is it somewhere else? Do you overhaul the internal aspects of what the internal workings of the Pittsburgh Steelers? 3400 South Water Street. Do you do you change that DK? Do you want to see that through? Or is it, hey, I'd
0: much rather see that in another destination for him. I wish him luck. Antoine says, just because we don't agree with every single decision that Mike Tomlin makes doesn't make him a bad head coach. Anyone who's intelligent is open to change. I agree with you, Antoine. There's no question he's intelligent. He's ragingly intelligent. The issue, I think, are your last three words there, Antoine. We've never seen this. There's no precedent for what you're describing there. Even when it comes to something as simple and basic as replays, reviews, rules issues. These are things that for all the little minutia that you guys, you over there, Moan, would get into this and that could happen in a game and we've got to be prepared for it. And you do these ridiculous ball drills where even you guys are being told to pick up a ball. What is the chance of an offensive lineman coming up with a fumble? It's pretty small, but you know what? There's a a great chance that there's going to be a call that goes against you or that you might need to review and you're not ready for that in the year 2023, you're looking at out of town scoreboards. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, Antoine.
1: So Hovane brings up another point too. Why do you think he's so stuck in his ways? Because his ways has always worked. Say what you want to for the majority of his tenure, his ways have mostly worked in Pittsburgh
0: they you can't argue that reasonably reasonably you cannot argue that point reasonably you cannot argue either, either one of them it, in, including yep. that that's why he's stuck he he sees stuff that he knows has worked bang it's the reflex
1: it, it, it's a matter of where does he live by his own words to it and this is something that you i don't something he's used before i don't care what good ideas come from just make as long as they help us win i don't care what good ideas come from. I kind of want to see that be the case. Again, I ain't got no clue what Mr. Rooney's going to do. What the board, I don't don't think they have a board of directors. If the minority owners um, get loud enough, but (laughs) I don't don't know. I really don't. It's just that we hadn't seen this in current Pittsburgh Steelers era. We just haven't.
0: Yeah, and and there's a lot of questioning Art Rooney's ability to make a tough decision, or his masculinity, or, or whether or not he's as tough as his old man, and, and all this other stuff. My only response to that stuff, to that sort of uh, accusation is, again, we don't have a precedent for this. You might have wanted Tomlin fired two, three, five, six years ago, but that doesn't mean that that was felt on the inside, that right. they agreed with that. So we have no basis upon which, right now, to judge whether or not Art Rooney would be man enough to get this done, okay? Uh, yeah.
1: Here's a football question one right here, a well, statement. Shotgun on the one-yard line drives me nuts. You say that, but DK, seven shots was what? Us in shotgun? Again. That's
0: where, that's where seven was in seven shots.
1: <laughs> uh, so with that being said, and when you say he's always done it this way, it's always worked for him. It's always worked for us in Pittsburgh. Nobody complained about us being shotgun. We were shotgun tight, red zone and running the ball in, too. The group and talent just is not making that part of it happen no more.
0: Mike wants to know, hey, Mo, do you think Art brought in Omar and Andy to turn things over? Uh, I mean the coaching staff. Mm -hmm. Oh, Omar has been there. Omar knows that coaching staff better than probably Art does
1: at this point. Now, him bringing in Andy, why, though? That's a different conversation, different perspective. But here's the thing about that type of comment, though. Nothing can be done to after the season. That's the one thing I'll give Coach Tomlin grace on, is big picture stuff can't happen until after the season no how And if you are still trying to win games as a group, it's inexcusable to say that and, and believe in that too. But that's just the way it's going to work. Andy White can't do a thing until the offseason. Omar can't do a thing until the offseason unless there's going to be an in season fire. Those are the two things that can happen right now. Omar's the one that pulled that one.
0: John says, what happened to our dogs and goons? And, you know, my answer to this is to not forget in any fair assessment that you do of this head coach or this season to remember that the dogs slash goons were Quan Alexander and Cole Holcomb, along with Landon Roberts, you lost two of the three, and you've really worn down Roberts in the process. Roberts is sure. out there all the time now, and whenever those other two guys were in the mix, he was getting about no more than no more than two thirds, roughly half the snaps, which is about what you wanted to get from him this season. He has to his inestimable credit. Stepped up in a big way. Never leave him off your list of guys who still give a damn. And uh to answer it offensively,
1: if he's if John is reference uh, referencing the o line, this is also happens when you go out and try to get a quick reset and be aggressive in free agency the way Omar and Coach Tomlin was in his first year by signing James Daniels and Mason Cole, you lose a little bit of that culture when you bring in outsiders like that and it's not a strong group inside the
0: building already,
1: that's just one instance right there.
0: Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Let's take a couple more today. I mean, I knew this was going to be what it is. I but, did
1: too. I did too. You know,
0: it, it, it's different though than previous weeks. It is, It you know, the, like I said, the anger has kind of subsided more toward like what now, uh, Rico says uh, Kenny Pickett needs a fair chance with an actual OC and a better O line, and then we can talk. I'm not ready to give up on him, but I'm also not ready to hand Kenny a pair of crutches like you just did, Rico. He's also got to get a—he's got to get a lot better himself. Okay, <laughs> there isn't—we really one thing in talking about the Steelers. All of us really need to stop trying to find one single thing. Okay, that ship sailed the day Matt Canada was out the door. Yeah, it did. And another thing, too, Rico, with this
1: situation is you get a new head coach and 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 new building. Kenny only gets one year with them, too, because that coach gets the grace of picking his own uh, quarterback.
0: Well, and he Can- might not want to pick it. Uh, well,
1: that's what I'm saying. That's what am yeah, saying. He, I mean- he only gets one year. Kenny only gets one year with a new guy. So it's Pain. Pain is what I would tell you, man, because until we see light at the end of the tunnel with wins, nothing else matters. Yeah, you're
0: going to need uh, to do something along the lines of what just happened with Sean Payton you know, in Denver. Now, granted, Sean Payton is not exactly new on the NFL scene, and maybe this is the kind of thing that would work for Tomlin if he went somewhere else, whether it's Washington or wherever, where he would walk in and his voice would be new instead of old. Uh, his methods would be, seen as energetic and energizing as opposed to stale. Do you see what I'm saying here? Even oh, yeah. if that's complete, even if it's completely unfair. But it, you can
1: also go ahead. I was just gonna say you can look to the northeast also in New England. They're going through the exact same thing, the same conversations.
0: Snowman says, Do you think the Steelers will trade George Pickens in the offseason, Moan? Only answer I
1: have for you, I never thought I'd see the day with a Super Bowl MVP, Santonio Holmes would be traded. How I about, think well, when you,
0: chase Claypool.
1: I mean, yeah, I saw Chase in Miami, by the way. Uh, but but that's the thing, though, too, DK. The moment you trade off of a, a Super Bowl MVP, anybody's trade bait. They just are. So, Snowman, it's
0: feasible. You want to hear something amazing, Moan? We are now 50 minutes into this program. The Pittsburgh Steelers made a change at quarterback today. And it never came up. Not from the two of us, hardly from anybody in the chat. That's the that's where this franchise is right now. And and a lot of people are asking for Mason
1: Rudolph. You know what I said about putting Mason in? It's almost a backhanded. Hey, it's backhanded as heck. It just is. It's also um. It's it's also just this tells you where you are more than anything. Coach Thomas has been adamant about not playing Mason Rudolph, and here he is having to put him in because Mitch was so bad. All right, this is this is asinine, is what it is, DK. But yeah, we're not even talking. We'll talk about Mason tomorrow. How about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, quarterbacks we can do tomorrow, but it just, it, to me, it just underscores that it's not about the game. It's not about Saturday. It's not about the Bengals. And for that matter, it's not about the Seahawks or the Ravens either. This thing is broken. Oh. It is broken. It has fallen onto the floor and cracked into a million pieces, including the one oh. piece that you couldn't lose. It's just, yeah. I've never seen it like this, ever. Maybe it needed to happen, Moan. I agree with that. I mean that that that's what that. jumps out at me. All right guys well, we'll be right back in a second here promise all right Yeah <laughs> look at us. <laughs> How about the boss still has the tree in there, like that's going to make things feel all messed For us, it'll make it okay. For us, it'll make it okay, DK. Uh,
1: I know I've got more grays uh, from this past weekend, man. Um, tough. I just saw somebody say Bill Cowher had three losing seasons. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that's supposed to mean other than I think whenever you run your course at the end of those losing seasons, there's not much you can do with it. Um. even if this is Coach Tomlin's first. And he never wore that as a badge of honor, at least not publicly or privately with us. The main goal in Pittsburgh is always to win. It ain't necessarily preserve win streaks or, hey, this is my personal vendetta against the league. Like, I want to win. I can always say that about Coach Tomlin. He's always made it important to win. They're not winning right now. That's the reason you feel that pit in your stomach the same way I feel it in mine, too. It looks bad. It's embarrassing. It's all those adjectives that you can think of to describe what this ball looks like. It's bad. I don't see much of an outcome for these next three weeks. I don't. But I will always say winning is what matters most in Pittsburgh. When you can't do that constantly because of effort, because of guys choosing to go rogue and do their own thing, um. then a lot of questions are going to get asked. But one thing I never question is, does the man want to win? The answer is always yes. Yes. Picking Kenny in a low quarterback year may have been the silver bullet that did him in. Making Matt Canada his offensive coordinator might have been the second silver bullet if that one didn't hit. Okay, not changing Dan Moore. Uh, choosing not to use Jalen Warren. Um, not finding a stable enough D-line to stay on the field, not finding Shazer replacement all these years. All of that also goes up top. Those are Coach Tomlin issues. Now, whether he gets grace behind that, who knows? But if there is a change to be made, I've never seen one be so wide open than it ever has been right now, DK.
0: Well, and that leaves me with the feeling that I had when I left Lucas Oil Stadium and got into the car, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? They're one step closer to doing what they need to do. Uh, The worst thing that could happen to the Pittsburgh Steelers as a franchise coming out of the 2023 season is to keep things as they are. Um, I really believe that. No malice, no this, that, whatever. Uh, I just don't see how you can continue The same way, because, you know, and I know the moment he gets another W, the moment he gets another just any any kind of validation, he's going to hop right back on the same horse that he's ridden for 17 years here and nothing's going to change. This team's not going to progress and this team's not going to contend for anything, let alone a Super Bowl. Oh, can't top that one, DK.
1: Appreciate y'all. I got my kids game to go to here in a minute. I'm doing a podcast in a high school right now,
0: good people. Bye-bye, guys. See you.